0: Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor for changemakers and aspiring activists. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, You are welcome here. Hello, how are you? How are you feeling today? I used to have this life coach. She would ask me this question all the time. She would say, how are you feeling really? And I just love that, right? Because every time people are like, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. But how are you feeling really? Hmm. Take a moment to sit with that. Let's get into today's topic, Ayurvedic self-care for winter. So the goal of today's episode is to bring more awareness to the qualities of the season around us and to share with you some lifestyle practices, some Ayurvedic practices that will help to keep your mind and body in balance during the winter and early spring season. So maybe this will be all about keeping yourself in balance or maybe something's feeling a bit off. (laughs) and So you can use these practices to bring yourself back into balance. And so we do this by tapping into the natural energetics of the season, right? What's going on outside your window, outside your door, in order to harness the power of nature's cycles and to create movement and growth in our lives. Right now, here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are coming out of what's called the Vata season, and we are entering the Kapha season. And I'll explain what those words Vata and Kapha mean in a bit more detail here in a moment. But that is what's going on here in the Northern Hemisphere. If you are in the Southern Hemisphere, I'll give a couple pointers for that. So why is it so important for us as changemakers, as activists, to align our lives with the cycles of nature and to be aware of what's going on in our environment. I would say my opinion is that change making is hard work. It is not for the faint of heart. And in order to do our important work in the world without burning ourselves out, we have got to prioritize our physical health and our mental well-being. And guys, this is coming from decades at this point. I'm 37. I have basically been an activist like my entire life, like from the womb, it seems like. And I have burned myself out so many times. And for so much of my life, I did not prioritize my health and my well-being. And it really took a toll on me. And had I had the knowledge that I have now... And taking care of myself and embodied the, the Ayurvedic wisdom that I have now, like 10 years ago, I would have been such a more effective activist way back then. So this is so, so important. Nature is our best teacher. And Ayurveda is all about tapping into those regenerative cycles of nature in order to regenerate ourselves. And if you're not familiar with that term, I I do use it a lot, regenerate, regenerative. Basically, it means like to grow, to replace, to replenish. And nature is always in a cycle. Here in the U.S., where I'm currently visiting and where I'm originally from, we talk about the four seasons, right? Spring, summer, fall, winter. Spring, summer, fall, winter. We are constantly moving. The earth, the animals, the plants, everything is constantly moving in this regenerative cycle. So today I want to talk about how we can tap into that. And I want to just take a moment to acknowledge that what I am sharing today does not come from me. I am a certified Ayurvedic health counselor, but I am also very much a student of Ayurveda. I will be a student of Ayurveda for my whole life. I am incredibly honored to be a link in the chain of Ayurvedic wisdom, a member of this this beautiful lineage of teachers and healers that are bringing ancient Ayurvedic wisdom into our present age. So what I am sharing today is not coming from me. It is coming from Ancient Ayurvedic wisdom. And if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, I think I say this on like every podcast where I'm talking a lot about the Ayurvedic perspective, but I'll just say it again because it's so important to acknowledge where this wisdom is coming from. Ayurveda is a ancient healing modality. It comes from the Indian subcontinent where it developed over thousands and thousands of years and was written down about 3000 years ago. And according to Ayurveda, our lifestyle can ebb and flow with the seasons and we can align our habits, our routines, our food choices, everything (laughs) with the season in order to cultivate balance in our lives. Balance on a mental level, a physical level, a spiritual level, all of it. And so I mentioned that here in the U.S. we have four seasons. And that's true for many other places, (laughs) many other countries around the world. We think of the four seasons, right? But according to Ayurveda, there are actually six seasons that were present, you know, on the Indian subcontinent while this body of knowledge was being developed. Six seasons, but really three main seasons In the Northern Hemisphere, the way that these seasons relate to our, you know, Gregorian calendar, (laughs) basically the Vata season is seen as late fall to early winter. So starting around mid-September, things start to become more light, dry, and cooling. And I did a podcast, I don't know what episode it is, but I will put a link to it in the show notes, but I did a podcast all about the Vata season. So if you are not in the Northern Hemisphere and you are in a very different climate and you're feeling that Vata energy, which is that light, dry, and cool, then go take a listen to that episode. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. So we have the Vata season. Which for us in the Northern Hemisphere, in North America, in Europe, that is late fall to early winter. Then we have the kafa season, which is the coldest part of winter into spring. So this typically starts for us in early February, which is why I am putting this podcast out now so you can start preparing. And so the qualities of that kafa season are cool, wet, very cold, and then starting to warm. Then we come to the pitta season. So that is late spring to early fall. And here in the Northern hemisphere, that tends to start around early June. And that is characterized by hot, heavy qualities. And so I wanna invite you to just take a moment and look out a window, or if you can't look out a window, close your eyes and think about what's going on outside your window. Or if you're able to go outside right now and take a walk, amazing, I invite you to go outside. Wherever you are, I want to invite you to feel into the qualities of the season and feel into the potential within the season that you're currently in. And you might just take a moment to kind of describe to yourself tap into what's going on outside in your environment. So if like me, you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you're coming into, or you're very much in winter, it is freezing here. So if you're in winter, then you might be tapping into feelings of cool, damp, moist, wet, heavy, flowing sluggish, slimy, stagnant, passive, layered, earthy, grounded, accumulating. These are some of the qualities present in this late winter to early springtime. And the two main elements that are present during this time are are earth and water. And if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, Ayurveda actually identifies five main elements in nature, but the two that are most present right now are earth and water. And the mood of this time is an opening, a flowing, a time of new beginnings, of rebirth, renewal, clearing, and cleansing. And if, you know, as you take a moment to meditate on the qualities of your surroundings, what's going on outside your window, <laughs> and these spring qualities are not present, then I want to take a moment to invite you to tap into the qualities of your specific environment. Maybe you're in the southern hemisphere and you're really feeling that hot pitta energy. So like I mentioned before, We often talk in Ayurveda about the qualities that are present in our environment and also the qualities that are present within us, within our own bodies, right? We are made of those same five elements that are present out in nature. We are nature. (laughs) So these qualities in Sanskrit are called gunas. And Sanskrit, if you're not familiar with it, is the ancient language of the Indian subcontinent and the language that the Ayurvedic texts were originally written in. So the words that I'm saying, gunas, kapha, pitta, vata, these are all Sanskrit words, beautiful Sanskrit words that have layered meanings. And so according to Ayurvedic wisdom, there are eight pairs of gunas. These are Eight pairs of opposites, so we have 16 gunas or qualities in total. And we always want to be aware of the qualities in our environment and the qualities within ourselves. Because if we're not aware of these qualities in our environment, then those environmental factors can easily throw our bodies and our minds out of whack. And we can take too much of these qualities in from our environment and so what that might look like during this kapha season if we have kapha imbalance or we've accumulated too much kapha in our bodies then we will become stagnant and blocked and you might feel stuck or a bit melancholy maybe even sad sluggish that like like meh type of feeling, just kind of being more avoidant and in denial. These are all symptoms, if you will, of a kapha imbalance. And so in order to identify whether or not you might have a kapha imbalance, There are some journal prompts that I would love to provide you with, and I'll be sure to also write these in the show notes so you can take a bit of time and just see what's top of mind, what comes up when I'm asking you these questions here on the podcast. And if you want to dive into this a bit deeper on your own time, please feel free to go to the show notes on happymehappyearth.com, and there these questions will all be written out for you. Okay, first question. What am I over accumulating? Where in life do I feel stagnant or blocked? Where in my life do I feel sad, melancholy, sluggish, avoidant, or in denial? Is there something in my life? that I don't want to deal with. Our practice is to make sure that we're also taking in the opposite qualities, right? So we have the qualities that are present, very, very much present in our environment during the KaFA season. And we want to take in those opposite qualities through our lifestyle, through what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we are doing, how we are moving. We want to take in those opposite qualities so that our bodies and our minds can remain in balance. So for example, there's a reason why spring cleaning is a thing, right? It's our body's natural way of kind of rebelling against that stagnant energy or trying to bring itself into balance. So we can bring balance to our lives with our routines, with our lifestyle choices, with the foods that we eat, we can bring in these opposite qualities. So what are those opposite qualities that we want to bring into our life to balance kapha? Movement, lightness, air, releasing, clearing, warmth, transformation, digestion, Right, So the two elements that are really present during this time, like I mentioned before, are water and earth. So we want to bring in those other elements, the other three elements, three of the five. Those are fire, air, and ether. And so again, those qualities of movement, lightness, releasing, clearing, warmth, transformation, decluttering, bringing in these qualities. And so the tips that I'm going to share with you today... The Ayurvedic practices that I'm going to share with you today will help you to bring in those opposite qualities. If some things came up for you with those journal prompts that I shared earlier, that's awesome. That's good. That's a good thing. You don't need to like make yourself wrong because like a bunch of stuff came up when you were thinking about those questions that I asked a moment ago. That's cool. That's great that you've identified these things. You've shown some light on them and now we can start to shift them look at those things and ask yourself, see where you can start to clear some things up, clear some things out. You might ask yourself, where can I bring in these opposite qualities? Spring also has this beautiful quality of renewal and rebirth that we can tap into, especially as we move into spring, right? We see the buds start to form and the flowers start to bloom. The wild animals are giving birth. Everything starts to become green. We are not there yet. I am not there yet. It is very much white and snowy outside, (laughs) but that potential, right? That potential of renewal and rebirth, like we can almost feel it. It's almost palpable. It's almost here. Oh, I can't wait for spring. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) so I want to give you some practices that are going to bring these balancing qualities into your lifestyle. But first, I want to help you just tap into your intuition. So with the questions that I asked a moment ago, if some things came up for you, then that's not bad. Please do not make yourself wrong for identifying things in your life that maybe you're over accumulating or maybe you are in denial about, right? Not a problem. It's awesome that you have identified those things now. And I want to give you some other questions that you can ponder in order to... Address those things and start to move forward. So here's the next set of questions. And again, I'm going to put these in the show notes. So feel free to meditate on them. See what comes up for you here. But also, if you want to reflect more, they'll be there for you in the show notes on my website. Question number one. What am I ready to let go of and clear out? These might be patterns, behaviors, things even. What am I ready to step into or to bring forward in my life? And lastly, what specific different choices will I make moving forward in order to release those things that I identify that I'm ready to let go of and to invite in the new So these questions will help you to start to tap into that renewal and rebirth energy that's present in this kapha season. And I also want to give you some really practical Ayurvedic practices that you can do to bring in those opposite qualities, bring those into your life. We'll start off with food and drinks, balancing food and drinks. We want to think about the qualities of light, dry and warming. And when we think about the things that we're drinking, the liquids, right? herbal tea, warm water, oh, so good. Guys, I just like, I literally have a cup of herbal tea or just like literally warm water. Like I will just warm up water and drink that all day, all day, every day during the coffee season. And it just keeps me so cozy and just helps me to feel so nourished and warm and it's just lovely. Also fermented foods are great during this time. We want to increase those pungent, astringent and bitter tastes in order to balance kapha. Using invigorating herbs such as peppermint, sweet orange, spearmint, rosemary, lemon, spices, warming invigorating spices such as cinnamon turmeric mustard seeds chili all of these are just great ways to balance that kapha and also when you're thinking about oils that you're either you know using in your cooking or oils that you're using possibly in your self-care routine That's what I do. Like my main moisturizer is just oil. (laughs) Um, We want to think about lighter oils during this season, right? In keeping with those balancing qualities. So flaxseed, safflower, sunflower, these are great lighter oils that you can use during the Kafa season to keep yourself nice and balanced. All right. So to move on from food, the next thing I'll mention is Movement. During the Kafa season, you want to amp up your daily activities and your workouts. The vata season that we're coming out of was very much about nesting and grounding and cocooning and more gentle movement. But now, as we get into the coldest part of winter and then moving into spring, it's time to get moving. We want to balance that inherent sluggishness of the season by moving our Bodies and bringing in the heat. So get up, get out of the house if possible, get yourself in the sun, go hiking, do your more vigorous activities during this kafa season. The next thing that I'll mention is dry brushing. So this brings in that lightness and also that movement. Dry brushing, if you haven't heard of it before, it's basically using a natural bristle brush to gently brush the skin before you take a shower. And so I'll find like a good video that demonstrates this and link to it in the show notes. But you're basically taking long strokes towards the heart, going over each area of your body like two or three times. And then on the joints and then in the belly, you want to... Or not in the belly but on the belly <laughs> you want to brush in a clockwise motion and this will stimulate your digestion so again that stagnant energy of kapha can kind of tend to slow down the digestive process during the season so this is great for stimulating digestion also the herbs that i mentioned before are great for stimulating digestion if you find yourself you know being a little constipated or uh, needing to get things moving a little bit so dry brushing is a beautiful practice. It feels great. Like I, I love doing it. <laughs> and not only that, but it helps the body to shed and to cleanse. So you're removing dead skin cells. It tends to improve the radiance of your skin and it encourages lymphatic drainage. And it has this really lovely energizing effect. So yeah, I just love this practice. I actually like look forward to the kapha season so that I can dry brush because I really, really enjoy it. So you do your dry brushing and then you jump in the shower and, you know, wash off all the dead skin cells that you've just begun to brush away. All right. Next little tip, Ayurvedic tip that I want to give you for the kapha season is to make plans. We're just coming off the new year, right? January 1st. And there's this energy there, right? Of like setting resolutions and new intentions and that's all great. But really, January 1st is just this random date chosen for the Gregorian calendar for political reasons. I won't go into that now. But a lot of ancient and more nature-based cultures actually celebrate the new year around spring in the Kapha season. So for example, the Hindu culture where Ayurveda has its roots, they celebrate the new year towards the end of March. And China and Korea celebrate the new year at the end of January. And I remember, so I lived in Nepal for a few months and I was actually there on New Year's Eve, um, January 1st. And at the time I was staying in this monastery and it was up on this big hill, kind of like on the outskirts of Kathmandu so you could look out and see like all of Kathmandu, this this huge city, the biggest city in Nepal. And I had made some friends that were also staying at the monastery. And so this friend of mine and I decided that we were going to set our alarms for 1130 at night. We were going to get up and meet at this spot overlooking the city at midnight and just like see what happens, like see all the fireworks and, da, 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 and everything. And Okay, the story's kind of lame because I actually slept through the alarm and did not wake up. Eh, so I started my new year nice and refreshed. But he got up and he went and saw the what was going on. And then so the next morning we reconvene at breakfast and we're chatting and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? There is nothing. Not a single thing. Like they could care less about January 1st. They celebrate their New Year like I mentioned, at the end of March during the Kaffa season. So the Kaffa season marks the birth of a new cycle, right? We feel that, that rebirth during the spring season. And so we can tap into that energy and make life and business plans for the coming year. So this is a great time to make plans, especially if you didn't have time or the will or the energy to do that during the traditional new year. This is a great time to do it now during the coffee season. Make those life and business plans. Awesome. So guys, consider these tips. And I want to encourage you to focus on just one of these things. Just one of these things this week. Please don't get yourself too overwhelmed. So the tips were, one, balancing food and drinks. Two, get moving. Three, dry brushing. And four, make plans. Like I said, try and focus on just one of these things this week. Whichever of these kind of piqued your interest or seems kind of like fun to you, pick that thing and allow yourself to dive into it. Try something new, right? I know you're busy. I know that you have important work to do, but I want to encourage you to please prioritize your (sighs) self-care. By embodying this ancient Ayurvedic wisdom, we are able to tap into the regenerative cycles of nature and the kapha season, and that connection to nature will sustain you on your changemaker journey. This journey does not have to be a slog. We don't have to feel sluggish. (laughs) We can thrive. We can truly enjoy this journey of life. We can truly enjoy creating change in the world. I hope that this podcast episode was very, very helpful for you. And please know that if you are super busy and you don't have time to apply these tips to your life, know that just by listening to this episode, you have already developed more awareness of your body and you've already developed more awareness about the natural cycles, the things going on outside your door. Right? There has already been a shift. I want to just help you to acknowledge that. (laughs) All right. I hope that you have a absolutely wonderful, beautiful week. And I'm excited to see you back here in your feed, in your earbuds next week. Ciao, ciao. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, Self Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.